raise money for people who don't need money. It will give you more flexibility. Hey, it's JP. Hi, it's Excel. And you're listening to Terry Shower on the Real Estate Investors Club podcast. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Real Estate Investors Club podcast. I'm here with Florian Monkham, who is, um, I guess, CEO of Global Invest. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Yes. Um, and so uh, Florian's going to tell us a little bit about what he does as an investor, his business model. Um, and so we're going to learn a bit about that. By way of getting going, Florian, do you want to tell me about your journey through life that has led you to be on this podcast with me today talking about real estate? Yes. So thank you, Therese. Thank you for the, in the invite in this podcast. I hope you're going to, you, you are going to have a, a great time listening to all my story and my different, uh, my different uh, work that I did, that I did in real estate. So my name is Florian. I was, I, I was born in, in Cameroon, Douala, in Africa. So, uh, and, um, I, I went to, I, I had the normal life. I mean that I, I went to school, I make a uh, business studies as well. But while I was working, uh, I was uh, I was doing my nine to five job at KPMG, then Deloitte Canada, and I was wondering how can I do to like become become financially free, and most of all help my family because I I was born in Cameroon and we had a lot of issues regarding finances. So I my goal was to get a lot of money. So I did the right things, great great school, great work. Then I was stuck. I was stuck in terms of revenue. So I was looking to new things to, 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 to get more money. And I make my research as everyone, how to become rich. And I, this is how I did, I discovered the, the real estate and I started investing in, in Paris. So uh, in Paris, I, I bought like 10 apartments in Paris. And then I went to a YouTube video, uh, where I see people who real estate investor doing big things in Quebec. So. This is when I decided to immigrate to, to Quebec. So I came to Quebec only for real estate. So that this is why I came to Quebec. And um, when I came to Quebec, so I, I, I found a, a job opportunity at Deloitte at uh, downtown Montreal, where I, where I was um, a director of uh, information system. And uh, I, the, 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 the funny thing is that I, I used, to, I, I had to relearn all that I knew in real estate because it's totally different from, from friends. So I went to several seminars. This is how I met, I, I met the uh, theory. So I went to different, different seminars. I read a lot of books. I, I took a lot of training and I, and I bought my, and I bought my, my, my first triplex in 2017, six months after coming, uh, in, uh, in Quebec. Then I bought another another one, then a third one, and I then I get into like um, international investment. So I went, so I invest in Bali, in Mexico, in uh, Cameroon as well, in the United States, and I also working on like uh, real estate project development in Quebec with some uh, business partners, and this is it. So. In a couple of years, I, I I invest in a lot of countries. I bought many properties in, in Quebec, and now my mission is to help other people do the same thing. And so, tell me, um, have you quit your? Are you still working at Deloitte, or are you doing real estate oh, full time now? <laughs> no, I quit Deloitte. Uh, I think I spent two years there. Yeah, two years. So two years after coming to Canada, I speak. 
quit my quit my job. Okay. So let's, I want to go, like, go back. So I think that's a pretty, like, concise description of what happened. Actually, even though we, we've known each other for some time, not in close contact, but, like, you know, we, we met, or I guess, earlier earlier on in both of our careers, um, I did not know that you came to Quebec just for real estate investing. That's super interesting. And I wonder if you can tell us a little bit about that. Like, what makes you go from France? Somehow, you you didn't tell me how you managed to buy 10 apartments in Paris, because that in itself is, is an interesting uh, thing. But then what makes you decide, I'm going to emigrate to Quebec uh, to do real estate? What's so great about this place versus France? Two things that motivate me to come to Quebec is first, first of all, the the state of mind. So it's uh, it's like in, in the US. So, you know, out there, people think bigger compared to, to France, where, for instance, in France, where you start doing something or you want to do something, you got people who will be, no, this is not for you. This is scary. This is risky, all that stuff. And here in Canada and in Quebec, especially, the good thing is that even you, when I met you for the first time, you told me, oh, let's go ahead. So nothing can stop you, you know. So this is the state of mind that I liked, that that uh, kind of pushed me to come to Quebec. Like the entrepreneurial state, state of mind, okay, you can you can come from nothing and, you know, and become someone. So this is the first thing that motivates me. And especially for the real estate, is, is that bad? Is that it's the leverage so the credit is more it's more accessible compared to France so when you build like equity you can like refinance buy other other properties so the i think the 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 power of the leverage is very impressive even in even in business so when you have a business you can leverage more money in order to invest and everyone knows that that uh, all of the credits we finance is tax free, so it, this is a good way also to like, you know, go further in personal and business projects. So finance the lifestyle, finance uh, personal project, finance real estate, in order to to get to the top. So this is why I I left everything in France <laughs> and I come mm-hmm. I came to uh, I came to Quebec. And it was everything you expected it to be. Yeah, it's even more. Even more. <laughs> okay. That's a heck of a vote of confidence. Um, okay, so let's fast forward. Um, you've got your three, I'm assuming, residential properties in Quebec. Um, like triplexes, I guess. Yeah, triplex. Yeah. And then you run into the same problem that everybody has, which is that even though you make a lot of money, the bank's not gonna lend you any more money on your personal income. And then what do you do? So after that I start I I, I make a quick pause and I start invest uh, abroad. So I start invest like so. I w- once I get uh, around like one million in in debt. What well, it, it was between one one and one point five million. So this is where you cannot like borrow more money. I mean, in terms of real estate. So I started. Uh, so I launched my business and I start and I and I and I I, I did many trainings regarding funding. So how how to get like hundred, two hundred, three hundred, get even half a million in funding. So I use that in order to invest in other places. Okay. So, so I start investing uh, in uh, first in Bali, in Bali, in Indonesia. I built a, I'm on I'm on my second villa, luxury villa, five five bedrooms, rented between one thousand and two thousand per night. So I, I I went to this type of project. Then I I found my uh, my business partner in real estate. So I found people 
who I can invest with. So we we came together and um, and uh, I, we we are four and there is two who are their main duty is to find deals, like do the rehab stuff like that. And me and another guy we here for bring the money. So as I learned how to get funded, like within the personal funding, business funding, also private funding from private investor. So I raised a lot of money in order to take equity in several, several real estate deals. So this is how I, you know, I step up in terms of investment. So I became, I became business, like passive investor in other, uh, companies in order to, to go, to go further. <laughs> okay. See, it was difficult to find time to have an interview. Exactly. <laughs> well, now you know how I found it. <laughs> I'm hiding from my children. <laughs> okay. So, so, but all right. So I want to know, like, you know, I, I'm most, most of, actually all of my investment property is in Quebec. Um, I, uh, you know, I'm so once in a while when I visit places, I look around and I'm like, oh, it seems like there would be opportunities here, but it always seems too daunting to me to, you know, make that step and decide to invest somewhere else. And so like, you don't just go to invest somewhere else. You like go to Bali, which is, I don't know how many time zones away. So tell me how that happens. You, you go to the place, you fall in love and you decide you're going to make it happen. Like, how did you do that? Actually, I decided to invest in abroad because, you know, I travel a lot. So I was like, okay, these, these are the places that I like the most, like Bali, Tulum, Cameroon, Kribi, uh, um, more especially it's, um, uh, it's a city in front of the beach. So I, uh, so I had also the U.S. So I, I was like, okay, how can I invest there in order to not having to pay rents? even and 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 also earn earn money so i can use it for personal purpose i can use it for business for real estate it's like a it's a it's also a strategy of diversification and also for my marketing because where i go there i can I, you know because i has an also on social media so i can like use it as a marketing tool and also use it to raise more money because i say i can say hey this is where i invest you want to do the same Invest with me. Let's go. So, though I so I I I I did that for several purposes, personal, business, marketing, etc. So, so this is also when 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 I went to 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 Bali first. So I was I had several friend of mine who already built the house out there. So I start doing my investigation. I start to uh, I went there. No, I, I I didn't went there first. I I bought the land first. Then I went there. Doing the construction. Okay. <laughs> there was, and it was wide, wide before COVID. So wide before COVID. So I, we bought the land with my partner, and then I went there in the middle of COVID, where everything was closed. Has a has the the a business out there. So I I did the the business visa and I, I get into Bali. Every so it was empty, so it was very cool because I have the all the city all the items for me. But yeah, but yeah, this is how I, I did. So I I contact I assist other people's did that i learned from them then i do my i did my my, my duty so I, I i make some research i contact the, the developer and, I, and and this is how i invest and this is the pretty much with the uh, all the cities where i invest even tulum even tulum because we are, i'm working on a on the house development project in tulum 
So it was more complicated, but it was the same, the same, the same goal. So I, I, I learned from people who already did investment in Tulum. So I went there, bought the land, and now we were finishing the land, the acquisition, and then we're gonna re resell part of it and then build build house. Even the US and even even Cameroon. So this is how I it's it's it can be risky because you know when you used to invest in Quebec and you know you you used to the the type of with a set investment like triplex, six six plex, etc. You soon so you know how to do then you go somewhere else where you don't know anything. It can be scary. It can be dangerous as well because I won't hide that I, I lost money in some project, but overall, uh, uh, it, 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 it went pretty well, went pretty well. And it's also helped me become another kind of investor because I won't say that I'm the best investor in real estate, but I know where to find money. And when you know where to find money, you got a deal. So I can tell you that even, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm even, even with my students, because I tell them, okay. I'm the kind of guy who I, who I can help you with, like residential. Where, where I go to, like commercial, I know, but this is not where I'm the strongest. So I'm the strongest for residential, but I'm the strongest in order to also get the money. And when you get the money, you can, you know, I, I'm, I'm working on a development project in Quebec, but I don't know how to do development. But I have stake on it, you know, so, but be, I, why I have stake on it? Because I... I found I raised the money from private lenders, and this is it. Okay, so um, t tell me, like, so for me, you know, the 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 things that come up to mind when I hear what you've done abroad is the first thing is financing, because if anybody's ever looked at you know buying property or I'm assuming doing construction um, overseas, as a foreign resident, you have a financing problem. So how do you deal with that? I mean, do you finance everything with private money? in Canada and then do your project there? Or how do you handle that aspect of things? Yeah, it's, it's, that's true. For instance, in Bali, is uh, no financing. Bali, no financing, uh, too long. You can get financing, but interest rates are very high. US, you can get financing as well. So how I did is like, I raised money from personal funding, business funding, and private private lenders. In Canada. Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere. So, I, and so it was uh, personal funding, business funding from Canada. Also, uh, and uh, most of the uh, uh, private private lender from, yeah, a bit from Canada, but also from abroad. Okay. And then how do you manage construction projects? Because, I mean, I have trouble managing construction projects that are two kilometers from my house. <laughs> how do you manage and it's not just like it's not just a renovation i mean you're man you're managing like a new build in places that i imagine it's quite challenging to get uh the workers to do what they're supposed to do i imagine like permits must be a real pain how do you handle that from over here or are you not over here are you there yeah but i i delegate everything you know so why in body you have like you can get like you can get like chunk investment so they, they, they did everything that's from the buying the lens to putting the mattress on the, on the, on the, on the, on the bed, they do, they do everything. So, and this is how I invest. And I, I, I'm not, I'm not like on the, on the ground checking for the perm, the walking permits, checking for the, 
okay, this is the, this is how it's gonna be the world. No, I don't do that. So I trust people who does that, and I also work with people who are experts on that. So okay. the, so but because my way the way I invest is like I I delete, I try to delegate like every everything, everything. So my my main today my main duty is to find the money. Where's money? And then I have we have the developer partner in Canada. I've also in US, in Cameroon, everywhere. So then I, I, I send the money and launch the project. Enjoying the episode so far? Have you really been listening to the episode or has your monkey mind been taking you off in one direction or another? Our mental habits can be our biggest assets or our biggest liabilities as we pursue certain goals. For me, the biggest performance gains have always come from training my mind. In my book, Mindful Landlord, I talk about how you can train your mind and how you can apply some of these strategies to your journey in the real estate field. The book is available on Amazon and also on its website, mindfullandlord.com. Now I'll stop evangelizing for the power of mental training and let you get back to the show. And you're the one who sees the opportunities or you have people on the ground who are seeing the opportunities for you? Because, I mean, I understand the benefit of like, you know, once you have a certain network and obviously like, you know, you've built a certain amount of social media presence that helps um, in terms of raising capital. But like, let's say you have the raising capital under control. How do you know when you have something good to pitch? Um, I have I have people who are looking for deal, looking, who they look deals for me here everywhere. So, so, and then, and, and also I invest with them. So they don't, they, they, they don't all, they, they do not like tell me, oh, this is the land buy it. No, they get also, they, they are my business partner. So, and I, and I truly believe in that because, you know, he cannot invest, he, can, he cannot make a bad investment he, if he's involved in, in that. And, I, and this is the mistake that I made in some projects that where I say, okay, the guy bring me the deal. I said, okay, boom, let's go. And then you know, it went bad. So. And now, as the way I work with my personal is, is that they also got stake on this deal. So they have to have they have to have skin in the game. Exactly. Yeah. And how do you build that network? Because you know, let's say I haven't been to Mexico in a while, but like, let's say when I travel, did, did you spend a bunch of time on the ground in those places meeting those people, or how did you how do you come by those connections? Most of them is through social media. It's like when I travel, when I, for instance, when I go to Dubai, I say, hey, I'm in Dubai looking for some project, reach out to me. And this is how I, this is how I invest in all the countries that I'm in. So in my following, I have many people who got good opportunities and uh, some of them are not reliable. Some of them are really reliable. So, so, and this is how I did to like, uh, to, 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 to build my network and then also, also not 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 only on social media, but sometimes in like masterminds or like a mentorship program where you have you have your mates, you so you talk about your project, what you're gonna do, and they say, oh, I know this guy from this country, let's connect, and so it's like, uh, yeah, most of the most of my network, I, I found it social media and also in masterminds in the US or everywhere. Okay. So um, just advice by way of concluding like this part, the sort of like the business part of the interview, is there any advice you would have like a, a quick 
I don't know, you know, a, a call to arms or like a quick piece of advice you would give to people who want to start doing something similar to what you're doing, something they should avoid, something they should absolutely do. Something that I can uh, share is that raise money for people who don't need money. It will give you more flexibility first. This, but but because this is how I raise money because. I used to like raise like 10k, 15k from you know from people, and they were like, okay. Every every time they were calling me and say, very stressed, yeah, yeah. And one day, one of my biggest investors, he told me that you know what, Royal, I don't need a big return. I don't need a big yeah a big um, return. Yeah, return yeah. investment on online money. I just want you to to secure my money. So if you give me like ten percent, for me it's too, it's too high. I just need like five, six percent, because it was like a one million uh, loan that he gave me, almost one million. So he, he said, okay, if you tell me that you give me ten percent or one million, I will be scared. Okay, so let's give me five, and I, you know, and I trust you. So, and the way that I I did is that okay every. Twice a year, I, I give him feedback and I'm very transparent about it. I, I tell him, okay, this is what I do. This is my, 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 my challenge. This is my wins. So I'm very transparent and, and this is how he, he, he um, investor trusts you because he doesn't need the money. He's just, he just wants to secure the money. And it's a different set of mind because some people give you money and they want the return on investment. These guys just want to secure the money. And also, he told me that, okay, because I'm 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 30 at the moment. I'm 30. I'm 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 on my way to 33, and he's older than me. And he said, okay, you know why I give you the money is because, it's because, um, it's because you. This is how I wanted to do if I was if I was younger, you know, like to take week as you do, and the, the fact that I lend you one million, helped you grow. Help you secure my money, and it's also like I, I'm 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 living another life because it's so you see that okay I'm going to Dubai then I'm going to Tulum then you know and also I give you I give him feedbacks I tell him okay this is what this is what went bad this is what went wrong also so so I and this is how after he told me that you know I, I'm now I got only investor like that so people who not. Not uh, after return on investment, secure investment, and also it's 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 not just like a a business relationship. So it's also like a human relationship where you know you get to you know the people you know his his family, his challenge, and also mine because you know because I did one investment that turned bad, but you know I tell him I told him oh did that this is some this is did the 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 issues so and it's more. Beneficial for me and for the the, the investors as well. The second advice that I would give is that is that when you invest with someone, make sure to see that he already he already did what is uh, proposing to you, because you know people can tell you, oh, I did this, I did that, but if you don't see, you cannot believe. So, so in terms of experience, also you got to especially for. For, for like when you take equity on some deals, make sure that the people you're working with already have at least five years, five years experience on that. 
not like one, two or three years is that's not enough. Because in five years, you have the experience and you've made mis mistakes. If you got someone who did not make mistakes, <laughs> do not work with him. If 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 you if you met someone who tell him he, he, he tells that okay we can do this investment I never had problems on that or I I've, I've made this so far it was already always always great nothing happened that's that's not true I prefer someone who told me that oh okay I invest that a lot I lost this amount of money and this is how next year I did to you know to to get more money and uh, erase the the loss I prefer that. Because this is what I did. Because I lost money on, on some jeans, on some on some deals, sorry. And then the year after, I, I made like 10x. And uh, now, now it's good, you know. So that's that's my best advice for for, for investment. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, those are two really, really good pieces of advice. And I'll just, uh, you know, underline them again. Um, the business of, you know, who you partner with as money partners. And like, mm -hmm. for me, when I have this conversation with people I coach, I'm like, you don't want to be the one holding the only 50k in savings that that person has because exactly. their level of anxiety is going to be extremely high they're going to be constantly calling you and mm -hmm. the reality also is, is the chances are somebody who only has like that amount of whatever it is to play with um is going to be less experienced and so they're going to be just that much more jumpy and might potentially need the money for something else and, um, you know, I, I had a, one partnership go bad precisely on that, which was that, you know, the person decided that they needed to have their capital back. It wasn't a huge amount of capital, but they wanted it back because something happened in their life. And mm -hmm. um, that's what happens when people are playing with family money. Sometimes something happens in the family and they have to they have to pull it out. So exactly. Yeah. Great advice. And then, you know, the second part about people who have experience, like it's also about market cycles, because, you know, I think like in COVID, everybody's a was a rock star, right? Mm -hmm. Like you buy something and six months later, it's worth you know whatever 20 percent more you kind of the rents are going up 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 the multiples are going up 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 you can't make a mistake and now whoop we're in a different market cycle and like if somebody has not like one is business mistakes but the other one is where are you in the market cycle and like if you're just you've always been in a, in a phase when it's up how do you deal with a phase when it goes down well if you mm -hmm. haven't been in that situation you don't have the experience to know how to adjust so i think i think that's really good advice exactly exactly um, and now I want to uh, kind of turn the interview to something that does not get talked about all that much on social media, but I think needs to be talked about, which is that, you know, we all took lifestyle hits. Um, us who are now, we can call ourselves, you know, professional investors. We didn't, you know, come in with being financially independent. We didn't come in with the lifestyle that we have 10 years, 20 years into the game. So can you tell me about some of the lifestyle hits that you had to take to get where you are? What kind of sacrifices did you make? What did that look like for you? Wow. No, it's so. And the thing, what I'm going to say, it's very worth because I think some people doesn't deserve to get money, to have money. You know why? Because they did not go through some pains and some difficulties in their lives. And I noticed that because as when you met someone who is very, very successful, when you, I always ask him, I, I don't ask him what are the wins, what what were the challenge, and when you heard the story, but it says to me I I slept on the on the street like for two three days, three days I I I was uh, homeless, not homeless homeless, but I, you know I didn't have an apartment during two years, so I was on my French couch. Another one, another one. They, I was like, okay, I was the guy who went. The guy that, that the people don't want to 
to invite because I was like, oh, you can like help me for two months because I, I, I'm, I'm in this situation, etc., etc. So it was very hard, even for the, even for the money, because even for the, the, the income, because I used to, I used to live in, in, uh, 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 uh in, uh, Ile de France, Paris, Paris uh, suburbs for, for uh, with far 400 euros per month during one year. Wow. And I was saving 50 euros per month. So when I see someone do, uh, having like 5,000 per month and telling me that it's all, I was like, <laughs> I don't know what she's saying because. I was with, with 400 euros and saving 50 euros per month. And this, and, and this is true because it's not the amount of money you have, it's how, many, how, how much you got left that matters. And if you cannot save with 500, 400 euros, uh, if you cannot save money with 400 euros, you won't be able to save money for with 10,000. 10, so, so yes, and this is, yeah, it was very hard for me. Like even, even people, people around here, uh, 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 one me is like when you become entrepreneur or investor, you know, you got you got you got this lonely world where people think like you're crazy. Like I, I remember when when I was doing my YouTube channel, starting my YouTube channel, my friend tells I, I, I have conversation, a screenshot of conversation of my best friend telling, hey, Florian is crazy. He's talking alone with his phone. <laughs> so so you know so and this this is painful because. You know, you know, you're walking, you know, you, people are laughing at you. And then when, when you, when you blow up, boom, everyone say, oh, I knew this guy, I knew he was, he was going to win, et cetera. So these are like emotional, financially emotional, and also physical because working like three jobs in order to get enough money to pay rent. Uh, I was in with my brother and my fiance at the, at the, at the same, at the, at the same time. So, so yeah, I think financially. Emotionally and physically, you have to go through some pains, and and this is because I did another podcast, like uh, I think one month ago, and I was saying that people do. There was some people who don't who don't deserve to get money because they can they did not get through pain. So and and I, I truly believed it because when you see someone who has money, he, it's rare that he didn't suffer. It's rare, very rare. So yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like who has won a world championship and didn't suffer somewhere in training camp? You know what I mean? Or didn't do have something happen in competition where they had to like really lay it all on the line and have a hard time? You don't get to yeah, that's true. Play a game at a certain level without making some sacrifices and having some pain. So yeah, now yeah, you're absolutely and, right. Uh, and it's not easy, and it's it doesn't have to be easy hmm. because it's up. Yeah, it has to be painful. That and you and when it's painful or hard or long or it takes times. It's when you see the rewards, because you see all the process, and then boom, you get it. You see, oh, it was uh, waffle. Mm. Um, and so, last question: What do you think we should be talking about in our industry that we're not talking about? What should be on people's horizons that is not on our horizons? I think, you know, in the Bible we say "be do up," and people don't just want the half. They don't they want the result and i think is yeah you know we do with the state okay i do online course i do marketing you know so there is a lot of shiny shiny to all to to attract people in order to to get in our course but for me instance when i when i got coaching client i tell them it, it's gonna be hard it's gonna be hard and and because 
people want the result, but they, they don't want to do the things to get the result. And before doing the thing to get the result, you have to be the person that is ready to do the things in order to get the results, you know. So I think we should more talk about mindset or also what it takes to get there. What it takes to get there. So what and I, I don't I, I won't say that to 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 make people scared, but this is the reality though. So so it won't it won't get it won't be easy. So I think we 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 have to above the strategies, the financing, all the strategies we got in into real estate or in business, we have to tell them, okay, what how do you have how do you have to think? How do you have to act? What are the services that you have to make or what are the what what is the who you have to become to get there? And I think eighty percent of the work is that because it's just one decision. When you make the right decision, when you make the right decision, you become the person who do the right things to get the right results. Yeah, I think uh, that's that's very well said. Thank you. Um, all right, well, Florian, that's uh, you know pretty much the the questions that I had today. Is there anything else you want to add before we uh, log off? If you want to get more or learn about what we do, you can yeah, follow me and maybe you put the links, social media, Florian Malcolm, YouTube, I'm everywhere. So if you type my name anywhere, you, you will find me. <laughs> Florian really is everywhere. <laughs> um, and for sure, we're going to drop all those links um, in the show notes. Um, I also just meant, you know, by way of a concluding, you know, piece of advice or, you know, you've already given, I think, a lot of value to the audience. But um, I like to just leave it open at the end if the guest has anything that, you know, I didn't serve them the right question or I didn't do the right thing. Is there, you know, like, like, is there anything that I didn't touch on that yeah, you want people to hear before we get off? No, I think it's good. The question was very, very interesting. All right. Well, Florian, thank you so much for spending this time with me. Um, definitely, audience, if you're listening, go uh, check Florian out. Instagram, Facebook, he really is everywhere. <laughs> That's how I've stayed in touch with him over this year, these years when we were talking. Um, and uh, thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investors Club podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, remember to give us a rating. Leave a comment, subscribe, and share. You can find Terry at terryshower.com. Her book, Mindful Landlord, is available on Amazon. You can also follow her on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. JP is the president of the Real Estate Investors Club. You can learn more about the club's networking and educational activities on Facebook by searching for Real Estate Investors Club. Look to the show notes to find information on our guests and links to material mentioned in the episode.